Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 198 of the Foxy Podcast Show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this installment, I'm joined in the studio by Matthew Himes and Jason Millard, two artists based in Minneapolis with a long history of making and releasing music in the sub-underground and various solo and collaborative projects. Himes' musical output traces back over two decades to when he was recording under the name Shep and Me, and he's also operated the Lighten Up Sounds tape imprint for well over a decade now, issuing works from a roster of both local and international artists, and being the primary outlet for Millard and his music. In 2021, however, Himes and Millard together started Home and Garden, a small private imprint releasing handcrafted psychedelia in limited edition releases. To date, Home and Garden has maintained a truly private press approach by only issuing their own music, which has arguably been some of the strongest material that they've ever put out. On this episode, Matthew and Jason will be performing live solo sets here in the KMSU studios. Then they're going to hang out for a bit to discuss Home and Garden and the music that they've been making of late. Before we get to those live sessions, I'm going to start off by playing a few tracks, starting with Matthew's Hiram Project and the piece Wind Song from the release Water Rise.
just heard Millard doing the track Creaking Doors and Hiram once again at the very top there with Wind Song. I'm going to hand things over now to Matthew Himes here in the back studios at KMSU.
Thank you.
All right, we just heard Matthew Himes performing the tracks The Shadow, Amaryllis, and Hemlock and Bergamot. We're going to hand things over now to Jason Millard here in the back studios at KMSU. Uh, so this one is strung up like a deer. <laughs> This one's called Solid Enough, and it's uh, a song about kind of just like having anxiety about being stabbed in the back and not knowing if you are being stabbed in the back in a traditional straight-edge hardcore format.
All right, this is uh, called I Wish I Was a Mole on the Ground, and it's a traditional song that um, I first came to from the Harry Smith anthology, which has been a personal obsession for quite a while. And um, this song has kind of moved on to a song I sing to my daughter, and she sings a lot when she's falling asleep. <sighs> Wish I was a mole in the ground Yeah, I wish I was a mole in the ground If I was a mole in the ground I'd root that mountain down Wish I was a mole in the ground Kimpy wants a nine dollar shawl Yeah, Kimpy wants a nine dollar shawl I come over the hill with a $40 bill Baby, where you been so long? I've been in the bend so long Yeah, I've been in the bend so long I've been in the bend with some rough and rowdy men Baby, where you I don't like a railroad man No, I don't like a railroad man The railroad man, he'll kill you when he can Drink up your blood like wine a lizard in the spring I'd hear my darling sing Wish I was a lizard in the spring Can't you let your hair roll down Oh, can't you let your hair roll down Let your hair roll down and your bangs curl around Can't you let your hair Wish I was a mole in the ground. Yeah, I wish I was a mole in the ground. If I was a mole in the ground, I'll root the mountain down. Wish I was a mole in the ground.
this one's called either Way Out Down the Road or The Ballad of Paul, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And it's about a friend of mine that I grew up with. And uh, yeah, it's not a real uplifting one. Again, 
instrumental one that I immediately improvised most of the parts um, right after viewing the body cam footage of the Minneapolis police murdering Amir Locke. Um, I felt an extreme sense of just anxiety and sadness. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much, you guys, for coming down and performing. And uh, the weather sort of cooperated for us. I mean, it, you didn't have to skate down here from Minneapolis. So th- thanks so much. Is this the first time that you guys have played out in public in the last two years? I mean, although this is not public, but sort of public. Definitely. Yeah, first first go at it. Yeah, no live streams, nothing. Matt, you want to pull in just a little yeah, bit? There we go. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you haven't done the live stream thing, huh? We haven't gone there yet. We've been working towards it. Yeah, yeah. Is it something... I always wonder, I mean, it seemed like a cool thing at first, early in the stages of like the pandemic, but I lost, I lost it after probably like the summertime. I, there were some cool things that I saw. Mm-hmm. The Dillaway thing with the chickens was a highlight for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I just kind of fell off the radar and I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, it starts to feel like kind of a lot to to pay attention to and be interested in, and you don't always want to see people sitting in their living room. It's a yeah. Little, Weird. I kind of like the living room I vibe, like but too. I honestly don't pay that much attention to watching things on the computer. Right. I like the idea, but it's just not life happens more right. than computer. But I'm not watching. going to shows yet either, so the stream is a pretty nice option. I wish yep. more touring artists did that. As mm-hmm. like we're playing the ice bot or the ice house, and we're gonna stream it. Right. It makes it more watch. accessible for people who Absolutely. can't get out. So yeah. it is kind of. I nice. wish more people did it. Right. Right. Well, I wanted to talk to you guys a bit about Home and Garden, uh, just how that came to be, because it's a relatively new label imprint that you guys started early last year. And I guess I'll maybe ask because, Matt, you know, you've done Lighten Up Sounds for, for quite a while, and I don't know if you've put that to bed or not, but I guess what made you want to start something different with Home and Garden as opposed to just saying, oh, we're going to continue on and it's going to be Lighten Up Sounds? Yeah, that's a good question. I I felt like it. I have been doing it for quite a while, um, like thirteen or fourteen years. So, uh, so it kind of turned into something other than what it was originally intended. Jason and I have been collaborative, cre- like creative collaborative partners for a long time, um, and had talked about trying to figure out how to work together a little more mm-hmm. officially. And um, we realized that the we both had a lot of music of our own. And for me, I felt like it, what prompt part of it for me is I felt like I needed to shift my focus to my own creative work. Mm-hmm. So it's a very deliberate shift. And Home and Garden, at least right now, is only releasing our, our music. Right, right. So that's kind of the distinction. Mm-hmm. And I released some of my own music on Lighten Up too, but it just had become... It's just nice to have a fresh start and kind of a clean slate mm-hmm. and build a catalog from scratch and sort of have a cohesive vision and to rather than try to bring Jason in to lighten up, that, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. That just doesn't seem like a smart way to fold me in yeah. to lighten up because there was such an established vibe that wasn't, not that it wasn't something I wasn't interested in. I mean, I think though lighten up has always been Matt, we talked about it, I would view almost every single release before it would come out and I didn't have anything to do with approving it but like but I asked for his advice and yeah we were like we collaborative were, partners anyway sure sure um, and I think it was just like yeah fresh start right yeah makes it easy to just be like this is clean snow mm-hmm. and, and, putting out, do. and putting yeah. out our own music specifically yep. kind of, for me it was a deliberate shift 
because it takes a lot of energy to do that kind of stuff. If right. you're doing a label and then distro or mail order and you're like promoting things and it just takes so much time. And I found myself spending a lot of time on other people's art and music and not really much on my own. Yeah. And that was really the impulse. Was sure. We need to have a creative shift. Let's focus on just our own music. And we had a bunch of stuff kind of backing up that mm-hmm. we were working on. And So the goal is really to keep it home and garden strictly as a private press and private by I mean it's an outlet for your work and your work alone we haven't explicitly stated that as sure. the goal I mean I think uh, at this point that's just what it is because we have enough stuff we want to do also when it feels like we're going to be around more people and open up and you know do other stuff it's going to probably encompass other people doing stuff with us and I think both of us would probably be open if we got this, you know, a friend of us broached us and was like, hey, I made this really killer thing, or I made a thing, do you think it's killer? More <laughs> appropriately, perhaps. But, I mean, maybe not even now. I don't know. It's, it just hasn't been a subject. It's been definitely like we're keeping this one in the family to, to start yeah. with, and whatever happens and down the road will be a change or not. Was some of this prompted by like the lockdown and things like that, where you were looking for not a really. new creative project like that? I don't think so. Do you, Matt? Because I think we had been talking about it for so long and had already. I, no, we were going to do it before okay. it started. Well, I think it was. Eh, I don't know. I guess I don't totally know if it was the prompted by it or not. It made COVID it more difficult. Affected everything. <laughs> so it's right. kind of hard yeah. to say. Like it didn't. It wasn't affected by right, that. Right. Right. Because our lives were so affected by all of it that like your attitude shifts kind of whether you admit it or not. And I don't know. I would say it wasn't like a COVID response that we kind of had our plan anyway. But again, like everything is sort of a COVID (laughs) response. So. Right. One of the things I found interesting about what you've done so far with, with the label is that, you know, your previous label was called lighten up sounds and I feel like with Home and Garden, Garden, excuse me, that there is sort of a lightening up sonically with what you're doing. Whereas some of the stuff, it was, there was sort of a, a basement murk aspect to, to a lot of lighten up sounds material. And here, there's just like the sun is coming in to a certain extent. Is that a fair uh, take on what's happening with Home and Garden? I, I like that analogy. That sounds great. I wouldn't <laughs> argue that. Um I probably wouldn't have described it that way myself, but it sounds good. <laughs> well, there's much more of a, a, a natural, like a connection to the natural world is key yeah. to it. Like Definitely. field recordings and references to thing in, things in nature, more of an outdoor uh, element as opposed to, like I said, sort of this murky, somewhat claustrophobic feel mm-hmm. to some of the content that came out on lighten up sounds i think we got better recording gear too to a certain That's extent we've too. been trying a little different yeah. but stuff there's, but and... there's a conscious like there's a conscious shift a little bit yeah too. i mean i i think i i don't want to be bummed out all the time yeah and a lot of the stuff from the music i'm making lately has been more about making myself feel better mm-hmm. so it's a little it's lighter and there's yeah. a little you know like it's kind of i don't know it's hard to say. Lighten Up definitely has some pretty murky stuff, though. Mm-hmm. That, right. The, the, like, grit vibe was strong. There's a, a I lot would agree of with that. that kind of <laughs> right. But that was kind of yeah. what, 
what I was going for. Right, you know, a right. lot of it related to each other mostly in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say lighten up sounds isn't going to bed, mm-hmm. but I just have kind of shifted focus. Right, right. So we did the Taterbug record that came out and did great and disappeared, um, and now we're doing doing the radio show that's regular on Camp Radio, um, but there aren't any projects booked for lighten up. Currently. Yeah, yeah. And we have several booked for Home and Garden. When you reference the radio show, the, the Green Path is what it's yeah. called. Do you? I guess you kind of link that to lighten up sounds because to me it feels like again the green path some some of the uh-huh. the artwork and things almost feels more tied to what you're doing with home and garden yeah it's very yeah I was asked as lighten up sounds was asked to do okay. that show and so I know you post stuff on so, there too yeah, yeah that's the link we we're also the, talking about it on the way down like how that all rolls together yeah Mm -hmm. it'll probably evolve to the point where it's maybe a little bit more separated okay um but they came to me they came to lighten up sounds and asked if i would do a show okay um and i it's a great opportunity but i wanted to be able to have it be whatever i wanted and Mm -hmm. not like some pre prescribed genre rules or something um and that's probably, I mean, the green path and the nature focus and some of that is probably more reflective of just where I'm at and trying mm-hmm. to do things that are true to myself. A lot of the music I've been doing lately, I've been trying to make a point to be more intuitive and play like what's true to yourself rather than trying to create something, yeah. like just be honest and it'll be great. Yeah, and That's kind of been the approach of my own music is to tap into that intuition and a lot of the... A lot of it's improv-based. Right. Well, I I wanted to talk specifically because we've got some music queued up here from your recent output. And I I, I will say, I think some of the stuff that you've done here, I shouldn't say some, the the most recent batch of releases that you've done, I think, to my ears, is the best stuff that you've put out. I think, you know, the the song-based release that you did last year was fantastic. And then just recently with the uh, Casio the protection songs for guitar, I think is, I've been listening to that almost every morning. Oh, that's great. How I start my day. Cause I go into work, I pull up my band camp page mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do I want to start my day? And I've been playing that for, I mean, for like three, four weeks now. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> so that's I think I mentioned great. that on the last show. So it's been, it's been with me for a while now. It's like my morning music to, oh, to, nice. to wake up to. Now you had written kind of a play-by-play of that release recently for so the I Heart Noise blog. And yeah. I was just wondering maybe before we play something, if you want to just give like the Cliff Notes version of kind of your focus for that particular release. Sure. It's um, it's the, a lot, it's instrumental music. So the themes are sort of based around the traditional magical use of flowers. Mm-hmm. And juxtaposed with a a bunch of ancient Greek gods and goddesses of protection. Yeah. So those are the two themes and it's kind of like combining the two each each song is kind of based on this theme that's maybe a little bit vague but these concepts of like this totem or this goddess is a is a goddess of protection in a spe- specific aspect. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's not trying I'm not claiming to offer protection if you listen to it, but I was trying to kind of summon protection. It's more like to 
I don't know, comfort myself than mm-hmm. anything. Just given the nature of the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> the neighborhood, so, the world. Yeah. 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 This is, if I'm not mistaken, this is really like your first stab at like a air quotes here, guitar record, right? I don't recall Instrum- anything as specific. Instrumental guitar. Yeah, yeah. 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 I Yeah. I haven't released a whole lot of instrumental guitar music. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I've always kind of wondered if it's, I don't know, if it would resonate with people. I wasn't mm-hmm. really sure if it's enough or if, I don't know. Yeah. You just kind of lay down a vibe and if that's, if it, I don't know. Hopefully people appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's been the morning jam <laughs> for about a month now. But let's jump into a track from, from that release. This is called Argus.
All right, in that set of music there, we heard three different tracks from Matt's uh, recent work. We heard Hiram with Breathe, or as Breath Escapes from uh, the release Art. I'm going to let you say it, Matt. Art- Artemisia. Yeah, thank you, because I'm notorious for uh, tripping over my words. So, And then we heard, uh, as I mentioned, the song-based album that I really enjoyed from last year called Hemlock and Bergamot. We heard I Feel Fine, and then that track Argus at the very top. Jason, I wanted to ask you about your work, too, here, because <laughs> you have one of the most interesting sounds on tape that I have ever heard, and tape is a big piece of what you do and I was very very curious how you were going to set up and play today so it was, it was interesting to hear you play stripped down folk music because folk music is clearly in the work that you've done and in and, and the releases that you've put out and you even referenced the anthology of American folk music and played a cover there but I was like not that I want to know how the sausage is made, so to speak, but <laughs> how on earth do you achieve that sort of warbly edited sound on on your tapes that you've put out? Is that just like physical, like manipulation on the spot? Is this post-production, like bouncing tracks back and forth? How on earth do you achieve that sound? Well... I mean, kind of yes to all the questions in different phases. The most of the like tape slurp, quote unquote, mm-hmm. stuff is achieved by a really old um, reel to reel that I rebuilt um, years ago when I was going to MCTC um, in the sound arts program, and my internship was involved with a place called the vintage music company and i repaired a bunch of gear there and fixed that and then began using that to make tape loops and so my method is i mean i can make the sausage i guess is mainly um (laughs) i'll just turn the tape loop on and hit record and then play until i get something i like and i specifically try to turn my brain off for the that when i'm doing that like get as blank as possible and improvise and let something happen and then once you have a line or something a chord progression or something that's happening you know turn the 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 recorder off and play it back and see what you have and listen to it and then there's a lot of physically pulling the tape through stretching the tape delay pedals with stretching the tape um right because it sounds to me like like physical manipulation that you're doing yeah there's a lot of pulling the tape like the yeah. the fast ones are pulling the dragging is just holding it so it can't <laughs> right. move um, right so do you not that i've heard anything like this but have you ever done just tape based more tape collage type stuff because there's always been at least some element of song embedded in your in the stuff that i've heard at least that's been released but have you explored more just kind of spliced up sound based more music concrete type of things um i mean that's part of the process, but not really something that I've been interested in releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole, the reason that this project started in like 2014 or 2013, I don't remember the exact time of the first tape that Matt put out then. Um, when that came out, I was having really bad tendonitis and couldn't play guitar really, like for a duration of time. So, uh, uh, my my hands were just not working appropriately, and so I started 
doing tape loops as a way to to do that but i i was sort of and i don't, i don't mean this to be like disparaging or weird to anybody whatever they were doing but i i was sort of having like a very uh a reaction to like experimental music being like like not actually that experimental and maybe seeming really samey and i was like i'm going to make a folk music that is like coming from an experimental point of view i guess or mm-hmm. something and yeah. i think i was just bored with maybe my own output that sure. wasn't straight or rock and roll based or whatever and so i was like what how do i do bob dylan <laughs> if i'm <laughs> like messing it up really right. hard or something i mean not that bob dylan's a particularly strong influence or anything to me but yeah but taking something like the Harry Smith anthology and putting it through the tape ringer so yeah. to speak cuz i feel like that music is intensely bizarre and then yeah absolutely how how do i i mean i was a little bit self-conscious to come on here and play what i did today being that it feels like there's such a tradition of it and it's like what do i really have to add to it perhaps but um i didn't know how to do the tape stuff live and mm-hmm. Lately, I've been waking up at like four and five in the morning from insomnia and going downstairs and writing songs and mm-hmm. not using the tape deck at all, but just playing. And, um, you know, this is the kind of result of mm-hmm. of that. Have, have you played much out as a solo artist before? No, I have as... probably like five or six times doing more you know, like a ambient guitar or something okay. or other. And I, I think this project was a rejection of that. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with anyone or myself even continuing to do that. But at the time, that just wasn't where I was. I wanted right. something new for me. Right. You, you've moved on. I mean, because I know, I mean, I remember you from playing in bands like Lighted and seeing you play. Yep. Was that just turning the page? You're sort of done with band life? Or is that just not possible? I think it gets harder to, um, to do bands, right? When you get no, get I mean it's, certain... it's it's possible. I mean Matt and I have a new band, a duo mm-hmm. um, that we're we had been playing with other people, and then mm-hmm. COVID, and so we're just kind of we're still that's just a thing. I'm not yeah. done with bands. If I I would love to play in other bands. I mean I had a child, and mm-hmm. you know like. There was some things where it was like, I'm not even going to attempt this right now. I mean, I had to make some real um, conscious decisions of like what my activities that weren't going to, you know, like what kind of music am I going to do? Where am I going to go with music? Do I want to keep doing music or do I want to keep playing competitive chess? It's like, (laughs) no, music (laughs) is what I want to (laughs) do. That could be the next thing that you move on to. (laughs) I could go to it, yeah. Back to it, I guess. So would that be something that you're thinking of? And we'll talk maybe about future projects, but is that something that's in the works for you two? Do you have stuff that you've recorded already? Is it like your duo that you've been doing? Yeah, we have extensive recordings, Mm -hmm. and we'll have a new tape hopefully in the next month or so. Yeah, I remember, I don't know if it was you, Matt, or what, but I remember there was photos maybe last summer or the summer before where you were doing basically like environmental recordings and I'm not talking like you know holding a microphone up you were like setting up somewhere in a park somewhere and recording yourselves playing and has that sort of been uh the arrangement when you guys have gotten together and recorded it's a little chilly right now for that a little chilly <laughs> that was kind of prompted by covid in the pre-vax time mm-hmm. <clears throat> where we weren't comfortable being indoors with each other. We weren't vaccinated and both of us have been pretty careful with lockdown. Um, 
and the weather's nice so we had battery setups and once we started doing it just found that it was pretty awesome it's pretty fun yeah yeah and the recordings are interesting and i we got into it affects the way you play you pack up and end up in this environment and responding to the environment changes what because you're doing improv like it changes it's all about the vibe and the environment so it's it's been an interesting experience we have a fair amount of recordings of that stuff that we're going to try to do something with yeah has any of that come out at all yet or has appeared in other forms okay Living the Living Sky is the name of the is band. It, okay, yeah. interesting. And it, yeah, it'll, there's a new release that's coming, so that mm-hmm. that'll be there. And there's there's a lot of there's more we, behind it. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on with cool. that where we're really going for it. Well, I'm gonna set up here, Jason, and play some tracks from of your work. I do have to ask you before because it's gonna feature in this uh, block of music, the drooling clerics, some great basement psych there. Which is not just you, though. This is a duo, correct? Yep. Yeah, this is um, my buddy Levi, who I've known since fifth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's just one of my best friends. And some years ago, I went out to Maine. He was living in Maine. And we spent nine days together and um, recorded, uh, I think, four songs. And then he came out to Minneapolis um, not long after that. And this was kind of just pre pandemic, um, or a little bit before the pandemic. And, um, yeah, we just recorded and it was awesome. I mean, I think I had a great time going to Maine and just the whole, we just really soaked it in Mm -hmm. and, uh, then having him in Minneapolis, it was great. Was this recorded straight to Boombox? It was, (laughs) got that vibe. It was, um, (laughs) cassette four track actually. Yep. Yep, cassette four track. It's just got this nice, like, I don't know, gauzy sort of sound to it, yep. but sludgy as can be. So people get to hear that in this block of music. Right after, though, I played this one called Forlorn Kid from your album, Kicking a Hole. Thank you. 
Well, in that last block of music there, you heard stuff from Jason's uh, recent output. Uh, capping off that set was uh, one under your full name, Jason Allen Millard. You guys have this thing of like using every variation of your names, right? You like to do that <laughs> to, a, to a certain extent, right? They distinguish different approaches. Right. I was, so, yeah. so you're not just using your own name for the sake of using every variant. But yeah. It's to distinguish different musical approaches. Right. That's what I gathered. Yeah. And this one was from a single that you released or a lathe cut. And I played the track Dark of Night. You did hear some drooling clerics from the release Handful of Earth and the track Pick and Save, and then again, Forlorn Fist at the very top of the set. We've got just a little more time here. I just wanted to chat with you about, I guess, what you have coming up next for, for Home and Garden. I mean, you've played out in public now. Is that something that maybe you, if things are right, the circumstances are right, you'd be interested doing a bit more of uh, in the coming months, maybe in the summer, if it seems safe still? Yeah, I think we're we're on the fence about, I think, mm-hmm. what's going to happen exactly. But I think eventually in my life at some point in time, <laughs> I would enjoy playing music <laughs> right. in a live environment. I don't really have it completely figured out. Right. It is hard to plan things right now. It is. It is hard to plan things. But I feel like... Um, we've been working towards that idea and again coming back to like the idea of streaming Mm -hmm. and outdoor events where those both feel like very safe ways that you could gather people Mm -hmm. Um, so we've kind of been threatening to do it right now is not the time to do outside obviously but we've been thinking about it some of it is is more kind of like choosing how we would want to present a specific project or you know if yeah we're working on it. Yeah. I like some of the, the things that were popping up, you know, people being creative like the, I think, I can't remember who was organizing it, but they were doing those shows under the bridge mm-hmm. in, in oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Stephen Madison was doing those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that was a cool, like natural acoustics space that they had found. And um, it'd be cool to see how people go about that this coming summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe aside from live performance, what do you guys have in the works? You had mentioned the project that you're working on. Anything you care to talk about with what maybe is in the next, you know, five to six months out for for Home and Garden that you have planned? Yeah. Um, I think both of us have more, like, solo song-based, like, lathe cuts possibly Mm -hmm. we're working on. Um, there's a living sky tape that'll be out in the next month or so. Um, Matt's got kind of a, a bunch of stuff. I think that he's trying to determine which way it goes. Yeah. There's a lot cooking. Um, Hemlock and Bergamot got picked up by an Australian label ramble records oh, yeah. and is going to get reissued on vinyl. Oh, cool which is great that's Mm -hmm. awesome and they put out a lot of really interesting music so that's exciting um i think it sounds like the pre-order is going to happen around june okay Um, and we still have hemlock and bergamot tapes so i think i'll probably start gigging to support that a little bit Mm -hmm. around that time in the summer once it gets nice out right um we've got the living sky tape that's in the works and there's a second living sky coming behind that I've got an MHH follow-up. Also, Living Sky Lathe probably think, yeah. once that. Yep. Who's once we doing, figured out. Is anybody doing lathes in, in Minneapolis still? 
Uh, so remember your Graham. Um, Grant you, is currently doing them. Okay. He just, uh, what's it called? Hexlades. Okay. He's cutting them. I don't know if he does it as a service. I think it might be more like private label style, okay. but he does have a cutting machine okay. right in South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. But I don't know anybody that's offering it as a service in Minneapolis anymore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's a lot in the works. We were talking about doing lathe cuts of our more song-based material. We both have stuff cooking for that. And then Living Sky 1 and 2, MHH mm -hmm. 2. Um, and then I have a couple other projects I'm working on for other labels, too. Okay. So there's going to be... So you're branching I'm out. Juggling. You're not just staying with the home and garden. Huh? I got a couple <laughs> offers from people who I'm excited to work with. So oh, cool. yeah. I didn't go out looking for it, mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited to, to work together and reach some new people. Right, right. Cool. Yeah, so that's probably four or five months worth of stuff, realistically. Right, we'll right. be spacing stuff out, and a lot of what we're doing is trying to figure out the schedule, mm -hmm. how what order we want to release things right. in, and also the best timing. And yeah, and there's only really, you can only kind of do so much at one time. I mean, and kind of what mindset you're in, you know, the, the time isn't infinite, so you kind of choose what release you're mm -hmm. excited about working on, and then... And you guys you know. t typically kind of like offer up two things at a time, it seems like. Maybe not always, but it seems as though there's a pair of things that seem to come out at the, around the same time. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it it just depends on what's mm -hmm. how easy it is to make things happen appropriately right. and how ambitious the project is and how labor intensive it is yeah. sometimes that's kind of like also like oh this is done and it'll take a week to make it happen if we just push on it and it's like let's just put it out right let's not mess around and that's what's cool about doing a tape is you can be like oh i got a bug up my butt to do this bam and just kind of right. make it happen a little quicker I don't know if you agree with that assessment, but sometimes I feel like it can just happen rather right. than it's not like you send it away and it comes back a year later. Right. And you think you're not you know operating yeah. on some you know major uh, promotional schedule. You can do it and do it however you want. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any rules when you're operating on this level. Or yeah. Anything. So, well, you guys had provided uh, some music of forthcoming stuff. Do you want to share maybe what we should start this last block of music off with? Yeah, let's start with cooling it down off the new the upcoming Living Sky tape. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, and that'll be titled Enter the Sky. Um and the track is going to be called Cooling It Down and the lyrics to that one are kind of funny cuz I uh I woke up to my daughter yelling um one night and I went up there and was like, what's going on? And I think she was having some kind of wild dream and it wasn't <laughs> making any sense to me. But yeah, she wrote the lyrics and I don't know if you want to recite those kind of Matt. It's, I mean, you'll hear them. Yeah, you'll hear them. But, <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she wrote the lyrics to it without knowing it. Nice. And um, yeah, so those are are happening. And uh, Is this one that was recorded outside? Open air recording? No, this one is. Okay. The Living Sky is really, it's a studio band okay. currently because of kind of, it's like a duo setup, and mm -hmm. a lot of what we're doing is based on live stereo recordings or improv, but there's only two of us, yeah. so there's only so much we can do at once. Right. And right. So, yeah, but it, yeah, it definitely takes some overdubs to get to rock, rock and roll levels. Some of it, yeah, yeah, some and of it not is all of just it live is, stereo, yeah. two guitars in the room too. Yeah. So. so this is your rock project, huh? This is rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
it. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for making the trip down to Mankato. And uh, we'll jump into this one. Again, this is Living Sky.
that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. I want to thank Matthew and Jason once again for making the trip down to Mankato to perform and to hang out for a bit to discuss what they have going on with Home and Garden. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this episode, go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the Home and Garden releases played and where you can purchase digital or physical copies. I also encourage you to head over to lightnepsounds.com to check out the releases on that label and Matthew's monthly radio show, The Green Path. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening.